welcome to Kel's Wonderful Life. The witching month is upon us once again, dear listeners, and it is time for spooky tales of darkness and horror. Nothing quite fires the imagination like murder, and serial killers who take victim after victim seemingly beyond the ability of the law to stop them. There is something distinct between paid hitmen like Richard Kalinsky, the notorious Iceman who killed for profit, and psychopaths like Ted Bundy and Eddie Gein who killed for inscrutable reasons ranging from sexual gratification to unresolved parent issues. A hitman only targets people there is value in killing, while a sociopath may target anyone. Going back in time, there's no shortage of mass murderers to draw upon. Some historical serial killers have themselves been elevated to the stature of cinema monsters in their own right. Everyone, of course, knows of Vlad III, Prince of Wallachia, better remembered as Vlad the Impaler, and the prototype for Count Dracula. Almost as famous is Elizabeth Bathory, Countess de Exed, who is reputed to have tortured and murdered over 600 women and young girls. The lurid tales of her exploits include bathing in the blood of her victims to preserve her youth. Although, it's also possible that the claims were merely an instrument to free the Hungarian King Matthias from her debt. She was eventually immured, bricked into a cell in her own castle, where she died four years later. In a similar vein, Daria Nikolaevana Seltyakova, a Russian noblewoman, was said to have also targeted peasant women and girls. When she was brought to justice, she was held in chains in public for an hour before being imprisoned for life in a convent basement. With the advent of the Industrial Revolution, mass murder wasn't just for the social elite anymore. New World entrepreneurs like H.H. Holmes used their wits to amass great fortune, and with it mass murder. In the late 1800s, Holmes took over a pharmacy in Chicago, which proved to be a perfect front for his hobby. He used his wealth to construct what came to be known as the Murder Castle, an elaborate labyrinthine building with hidden rooms, gas chambers, torture devices, and chutes for sending bodies down to the basement for disposal. Holmes would dissect his victims and strip off the flesh from their bones so that their skeletons could be mounted and sold to medical schools as anatomical models. It's the stuff that Hollywood crime thrillers are made of. With similar intent to conceal his misdoings, John George Hay used baths of concentrated sulfuric acid to destroy the bodies of his victims. After immersion for several days in the vats, the corpses were reduced to biological sludge. This sludge was then conveniently poured down a manhole. Hay murdered several wealthy couples, using their disappearances to steal their possessions and properties. When he was caught, he was confident that he would elude conviction without any bodies in evidence to point to. Presumably he went on believing that right up until he was convicted and hanged. Of course, nobody ever accused murderous psychopaths of being especially rational. Take Albert Fish, for instance, who killed and ate children. When not devouring the young, he would entertain himself by subjecting himself to sadomasochistic ordeals, including flagellation and piercing his abdomen with needles. When he was finally taken into custody, it was found that he had over two dozen needles embedded in his body. Fish would go on to serve as the template for Hannibal Lecter, perhaps the most famous fictitious psychopath of them all. And then there's Jeffrey Dahmer, who killed because he didn't want people to leave him. He ate parts of his victims so that they would always be with him. For the same reason, he experimented with creating what he called zombies by drilling holes in the head of his still-living victims and injecting acid or boiling water into their brains, hoping that he could somehow turn them into submissive, obedient sexual partners. Instead, it just killed them. Dahmer was eventually caught and sent to jail for 15 life terms. But while he was in prison, he was killed by Christopher Scarver, 
a black man who thought he was Jesus. And for sheer keep-you-up-at-night points, there's John Wayne Gacy, the killer clown. Gacy killed dozens of victims, all teenage boys. He also performed at charitable events and parades as Pogo the Clown, his own original creation. Even if you aren't already a bit freaked out by clowns, Gacy's, or should I say Pogo's, white face makeup will send a shiver down your spine. And perhaps that's the greatest terror of serial killers. Until they are exposed and captured, they appear to many around them as normal, everyday, perhaps even jolly people. Many of their victims find out only too late that their unassuming exterior is just a facade belying the darkness within. As has been said before, the truest evil is the evil that lurks within the heart of man. This has been Kel's wonderful life, where the prospect of being bludgeoned to death and eaten is just a heartbeat away. Guaranteed.